to wish you a happy new year, make you aware that we're going to take a little time off. We're going to do a little polishing, some revamping. So we hope you enjoy this classic episode. Thank you guys so much for following us on this journey so far. We appreciate it. Don't worry. Things will still be coming out each week, uh, but we'll do some classics and then uh, brand new fresh stuff for 2024. We're really excited. Can't wait. Keep on living and keep on loving. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello and Wel- welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Rainbow Dreamcatcher. The, the Love, love podcast. podcast. This is where we talk about all things love and relationships. Yeah, so we'll dive in and, and get to the heart of some of these matters and different topics and mm-hmm. ideas that surround love and relationships. And all the things and spaces in between. Yep. I'm Nilla, and I'm a marriage and family therapist and relationship coach. I have the privilege of traveling the world and helping folks to learn the skills they need to have healthy and happy relationships. I am her loving husband, Big Sexy, uh, here to, uh, one, be a partner in this and yeah. uh, and also provide some brevity and levity and laughter. And I'm a laughter. I'm a <laughs> funny guy. We're funny <laughs> people, but so uh, funny. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I come at this from a, a non uh, relationship professional, as it were. Um, I just have my own ideas and thoughts about the subject. Yeah, so we're just talking. We're just chatting about. The, we're just the chatting topic. about love and relationships and all the things. Uh, the other fun thing is that we are taking questions and topics from our friends, our family, listeners, viewers. So Everybody. if there's something that you want to hear us talk about, uh, let us know. We'll give you all the social medias at the end of this. We'll we, give it we, we, all we, the ways to reach us. We to find out where how to get a hold of us and yeah. send us the stuff. But today we have an interesting topic. We're going to talk about, let's see, drum roll. We're going to talk Brrr. about one night stands, fuck buddies. Booty calls and friends, friends with benefits. benefits. Yes. Yeah. So if you've ever heard us tell our story, you know that uh, it actually didn't have that fairy tale beginning. We no. didn't really. <laughs> no, it's a, we weren't really vibing at all. That is an understatement. Yeah, um, there was really not a whole lot of like. Uh, or maybe well, I mean, depend. I guess it depends on the fairy tale. I guess it depends on which fairy tale you're talking well, about. Well, fairy tale starts with I really am not terribly interested in this person at all, and I really wish they would go away. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's that fairy tale beginning. Then that's I guess you the know, fairy tale beginning. We, we don't have that romanticized uh, love at first sight. No, it's definitely not love at type first sight. of relationship no. or second people, sight or third sight or tenth sight, yeah. nothing like that. Yeah. yeah. No, so uh, so how does it intersect with what we're talking about? Well, today? Uh, if we if we fast forward past the meet our initial meetings, yeah, and uh, skip to the part where we became friends, mm-hmm. right? Because that's kind of where where it all starts. This part, this aspect of that story starts, right? Yeah, right. So once we became friends, uh, you know, we we've actually when we tell people our story, we kind of joke that we are a failed one night stand, right? 
And then when I started actually researching this topic, it turns out that we were wrong. We are not not. a failed one night stand. We don't fall on that end of the spectrum. We actually fall on the friends with benefits end of the spectrum. Right. Well, we knew we became friends with benefits. We were yeah. careful. Yeah, then we became friends with benefits. Yeah, but that was never but, the intention. But prior to the uh, hookup, mm-hmm. what, what, what a, it's not really a booty call because it, definitely wasn't, a booty it call. wasn't a mutual, hey, let's just meet up to hook up. Yeah, no, there was no like specific like we're meeting up intently just right. to do this thing that we're doing. And and we'll discuss it later, but I'm pretty sure that's what, kind of like booty call and friends with benefits. Had that's what had the most crossover. Well, let's talk about the definitions because when I was researching it, a, that, a big thing that you know first talking about was how do you define these things? Right. So I did a little bit of research on my uh, psychology today. And uh, there are four studies, actually, that most of the stuff we're going to talk about today kind of is drawn from. Um, it seemed like the most credible studies. Right. The first was The Arc of Love, How Our Romantic Lives Change Over Time. That's by A. Ben Zied. Okay. Uh, then there was Positioning the Booty Call Relationship on the Spectrum of Relationships. And that's really where we get some of our definitions. Right. That was from uh, a 2011 study by P.K. Jonathan et al., uh, and then um, there was a, a journal of psychology and sexuality, pulled a few from there, uh, including uh, Australian women talking about non-romantic sex. Okay. And then- Ooh, that's, mm, that's, I can't wait to dive into that one. Yeah, it was really interesting, actually. And then uh, the last one was taking casual sex, not too casually, exploring definitions of casual sexual relationships. And that was from the Canadian Journal of Human Sexuality, J.J. Wintland and E D Reesing. Mm-hmm. Uh, freaky deaky Canadians. Now these, except for the 2019 study, are primarily from like the mid 2000, the 2011, the mid aughts. So you know, some of this is going to be updated. Some of this, you know, obviously the study was around Tinder and how Tinder first kind right. of started to uh, invade the dating scene and how it changed the dating scene. Right, because as the advent of dating apps and things of that nature started to grow. Yeah. And kind of foster those relationships, yep. uh, studies had to be done. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the definitions. One night stands, booty calls, fuck buddies, and friends with benefits. Uh, this was the most clear definition I could find. All right. Uh, the first is that a one night stand is the most superficial encounter. It involves the least emotionally intimate experience. And it often takes place between two strangers or after just a brief acquaintance, right? So that's why we didn't really fit in that category. Because we were friends. By that time, we were right. actually friends. Yeah, um, that's kind of situation where, it, you know, the, the common. If, if you across a crowd. If you do the Hollywood version of it, we're, right. I, I'm at a conference. Right. I, I see a beautiful woman at the bar. I go right. to buy her a drink. Cut to the scene of us having sex in the hotel room. Right, right. And then like ne- really and never see each other ever again. We never see each other again, right. Uh, and then there are booty calls, and booty calls refer to uh, communication that is initiated with a specific intent to just hook it up together. We had a couple of those. Uh, Once we became friends with benefits, I remember sometimes when you were living with- Well, but let's talk about the difference, right? Because there's booty calls, uh-huh. which is where that is the specific intent of the relationship. Right. Oh, like, the whole relationship. Oh, the whole relationship. You're right? only, so you're only, only time we chill about, oh, the, I call you when I want sex and that's it. Right. That's why we're talking about definitions, right? So defining booty as calls. As opposed to the act. As opposed to just mission. the act, right? right? The nature of the relationship is that I'm calling you for some booty. That's what right. it is, right? 
And that's all it is. That's all it is. Calling you for some booty. And once we're done, get out. Once done, get out. Uh, now, Don't when leave your shit booty here. calls become frequent, right? That's when you become fuck buddies. Right. Again, the nature of the relationship is primarily sexual. It's about the frequency of the relationship. But you might hang out. Like, that might be a, a fuck buddy term. Like, you might hang out. Like, you, you, there's a party you want to go to, and you want to be sure to get sex that night. So you and your fuck buddy might attend the party and then go fuck. Well, let me tell you the definition. The definition okay. says that for a fuck buddy, you're already friends, but the friendship is largely limited to sexual interactions. Right. Right. So you're friends, but like you're not like hanging out. Right. Right. You're, you're not. You're not hanging. You're not going the, to the, the basis fair, of your friendship. You're not going to Feria together. No. Then, no. No. Right. The basis of your friendship and Feria, in case anybody wants to know, is Spanish for fair. It's just yes. Fair. <laughs> right. Um, but the basis of the relationship is just sexual interaction. And then there's friendship with sexual benefits, which is the most profound activity. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, profound. That's what it says. Uh, and that just says that it is a casual sexual relationship in which the friendship is the primary driver. And then the sexual relationship is the benefit of that friendship. It's not the focus. Of that the was definitely us. That was definitely us. Right. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, we've been telling people we're failed one night stand. It was a lie. We're not. We are not. I, I would say we're a failed anything. I wouldn't, I wouldn't attack on the failed. Well, it was a joke. It, well, no, I, I get that. But I mean, the, the, yeah, right. So, so speaking of those, so then the question becomes, how successful are these relationships in turning into long-term relationships? I'm right. going to let you guess. What is the number one of those four structures? Okay. Number one, most likely to turn into a long-term relationship. To turn into a long-term relationship? Long-term relationship. All of them have the potential, but which right. one more frequently, according to the research? My knee-jerk says friends with benefits. Yeah, you would think, right? Right, because you're already friends, mm-hmm. and then you've included the intimate aspect of it. So, and and But on the flip side, I know that people marvel at how we progressed into it, mm-hmm. and that tells me that that might not be, because that's how we went. So, so is that your guess then? Is so, my friends, friends no, I'm gonna say fuck buddies. Okay, yeah, still wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, actually, surprisingly, one night stands. Wait, out of all those four, out of all those four, one night stands has night a higher stands, probability. Has a higher probability. Twenty-seven percent of one night stands turn into long-term relationships. Yeah, I would up have to and including that. marriage. Now, here's the interesting part of that research, right? Because, well. Let's keep this guessing game going. Why would you suppose? Guess. Why do you think that that's true? What do you think, Blayman? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I would assume that uh, in the study, right, if, if, you, if you take people, if, after asking folks who started off as a one-night stand, mm-hmm. right, and then turned into a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. um, I wonder if a lot of the people who took part in the study may not have had the, the clarity of what that meant, oh, of what one night stand meant. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but even with that, I think that people underestimate the intimacy of sex mm-hmm. and how that turns, um, how easy that can turn into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's kind of, it's, it's along those lines, the second part, not the first part. Right, right. Um, but according to the study, one night stands are more likely to turn into one into long term relationships because <coughs> fuck buddies and booty calls 
don't spend time after the sexual <laughs> encounter. They leave almost immediately. Right. Uh, so they don't spend the night. They don't do a whole lot of like, you know, intimate engagement or conversation. And the thought is because one night stands, uh, there are no expectations. And I don't ever plan to see this person again. If y'all can't hear that, that's Fox that's barked in the That's background. a little doggy, doggy, doggy. It's a little doggy. I don't know why he's barking, but, um, but um, they turn into long-term relationships because there are no expectations. Oh. And so people are often freer to be themselves. Uh, they feel freer sexually to be themselves because there are no expectations. So they often have better sexual encounters. Uh, and because they don't have an expectation of seeing this person again, there's actually more intimate activity. Things like foreplay, um, things like, you know, sharing of information and intimate uh, parts of the other person because there's no expectation I'm going to see this person again. So right. I can tell them anything. Right. Um, but then you, then you, uh, now, and, and now then you like, I don't know, now you're stuck. <laughs> now right. you're in that intimate connection. So that's just what it is. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it, so what ends up happening then is that unexpectedly people find that they have this really wonderful connection. One, they're having great sex because right. they're really, they're much more free to be themselves without any expectations. Right. Uh, two, because they're not going to see this person again, they are fine sharing more intimate details about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because uh, one night stands tend to spend the night, uh, you know drinking or hanging out or right. you know whatever multiple sexual encounters throughout the night because again we're not having an expectation right folks have a tendency to share more what i would be interested in mm-hmm. is wondering is is, all, is how many of those turned last. into marriages you yeah. know that's the other thing is be- they, they didn't d- define what long term meant right in those studies i didn't actually get a chance to delve into that too deeply but i, I noticed that that was missing from the definition right so i mean who knows what they mean when they say long term um it didn't say necessarily marriage which is fine that everybody's right. got to get well, married they can be boyfriend girlfriend for quite um, some time or whatever or but yeah but yeah, yeah but on the whole uh Interesting. 27% apparently turn into long-term partnerships uh, in this very unexpected way, whereas uh, fuck buddies and friends with benefits and others don't, even though friends with benefits do typically remain friends. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I usually think the friends with benefits because uh, they're not in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. but they, they have sexual needs, mm-hmm. so and they're comfortable and cool with somebody, Right. so they hook up. But then one or the other gets in a committed relationship. Right. That's usually what ends up ending those. Right. And then that situation has to, has to cease. cease, Right. That version of that situation has to cease. Yeah. So, right. So that has a tendency to end that when, you know, someone meets someone who they actually want to commit to. Right. Uh, So, yeah. So we actually were in the lowest category. For successful relationships, right. <laughs> yeah. the friends with benefits. Even though I think I'd like to think we would still be friends. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure we would still be friends. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, we wouldn't be in Bucharest, but you know, we wouldn't. That we definitely wouldn't be in, in Bucharest. But we also wouldn't have experienced Spain either. So I'm happy. I'm really happy. With that. Oh yeah, definitely. Very much so. I would be very disappointed if you said you were not happy. With right. what you're Man, I was really hoping we could just stay with friends with benefits. Y'all about to see a fight on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, between, fuck, as I said earlier, between fuck buddies and booty calls, yeah, right, like that seems to have the most overlap. 
It does. And the difference, at least in terms of how they define it in these studies, right. has to do with the frequency. Right. So the basis of the relationship is the same. Right. Booty call is just infrequent and fuck buddy is frequent. But the basis of that is that their primary connection is sexual. Right. So if if you're. So, yeah, just so I guess that's the progression so I, of the spectrum, right? One night right. stand where there's no expectation of intimacy or reconnection. Uh, booty call where there is, you know, regular or but infrequent, infrequent. connection. Fuck buddies where there is regular, frequent connection right. of a sexual nature. And then friends with benefits where y'all are friends. Uh, with, where with the, where the friendship is the basis of the connection, but sex is added as a as a bonus. Right. Now, what of the four, which, which uh, ideally before we got together, mm-hmm. did what? Okay, and prior to your marriage, did you prefer? Or, do, or did you have an before, image of? Before, you know, I didn't really, of? you know, I was serial monogamist. Yeah. Um, you know, well, yes and no, right? So I'm, I'm poly, so I, I was in a polyamorous marriage before. Right. Uh, but even within polyamory, I really prefer those long-term stable relationships. So okay. like, I didn't have a lot of hookups. Like I would have, you know, other partners, but they'd be long-term like partners. So, right. uh, and none of those were based on like, you know, sex or just sexuality, sex. like not just sex. No. Right. So, so yeah, no fuck buddies. And uh, <sighs> I'm trying to think. It's just so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> in, no, you know, I, not not intentionally, right? Like right. when I was much younger, I really, really desperately wanted to be in committed partnerships. Okay, um, that was like my jammy jam. That's where I wanted to be. Like I wanted soulmates. Like right. we are fated to be together in the stars, kind of thing. So yeah, I didn't do a lot of the random hookups, and and I also think that's just kind of my makeup. That's my nature generally. Right, right. I would say that. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. not really my my deal. Not that it's you know wrong for anybody else. No, no, no judgment here. Y'all should do whatever is is true and right for you. But right. for me, uh, I think I would fall more into the serial, long term, committed partnership arena of almost every relationship, and that's true across the board, right? right. Like. When I meet people that I really like, I want us to be friends for life. Right. Uh, when I am engaged in relationship, I want us to be together forever. So I mean, that's just maybe a, that's just maybe kind of who I am. Oh, nice. Yeah. Same question. Uh, With bated breath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm interested. I've always um, romanticized things like fuck buddies and booty calls. Mm-hmm. Um, romanticized how? In the fact that I always wanted it, I thought oh, okay. it would be, be amazing <laughs> to be in those kind of situations. Yeah, uh, I think I learned at an early age. That's why that one article you mentioned really intrigues me. Mm-hmm. The separation between romance and sex. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, I, I could have one without the other. Yeah. Um, you want to hear what some of them said? Yeah. I mean, continue your yeah. answer. But while you do um, that, so of the four, my preferred. I would, would probably be friends with benefits because mm-hmm. I'm very heavy on friendships. If you know me uh, and those who know me, know me uh, like I'm huge on friendship. Bro. I want to be your friend and hang out. I also tend to romanticize friendships um, in the sense that friends mean a lot more to me. I think it's because I grew up as an only child. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, the friends mean a lot more to me than they seem to do to most. Mm-hmm. Um, I hold that on a higher value scale of my own personal beliefs. Um, 
so friends with benefits always feels ideal to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I like the the prospects of the openness that friends with benefits provides. Yeah. Right. Um, the opportunity to engage in other sexual encounters if you find yourself in those situations, mm-hmm. because it doesn't have that commitment requirement. You want to hear what Australian women said about it? Oh, yeah. Tell me what the, what the Aussies. Here's what the Aussies said. Aussie broadsies. Uh Let's see. They just had a couple of highlights. Let's see. Having one night stands provide sexual satisfaction without the constraints of a relationship. At the end of the day, I'm still sexually satisfied, but I'm not in a relationship because I don't want to be. These men are just going to be a one night stand and they're not the kind of person that you would be interested in pursuing anything like a relationship with. They're just people I want to have sex with. That's from Jacqueline in Australia. All right. Jackie in Australia. Yeah. See, on the flip side of that, well, not the flip side. Uh, remember I said you was a romanticized also one night stands mm-hmm. because I thought it would be intriguing. But again, I'm, I'm a, I love movies. And so cinema showed me a lot of going to a random bar, meeting the beautiful protagonist or whatever, mm-hmm. and being taken back to the hotel room and hooking up or whatever. But then I know me, mm-hmm. and I would want to continue contact mm-hmm. after, right? So the idea of one night stand so according at the to, beginning, according but to fuck buddy, got it? Yeah, is, is much is much more in terms or or. Uh, Booty right. call, yeah. Well, you'd be the nightmare of Australian women because they're saying absolutely not. This is, a, <laughs> <laughs> this is from Daisy. It's actually the nightmare of Australian women. <laughs> Australian women. It says, uh, Daisy, I don't go out with the aim of bringing anyone home. It's kind of a lucky surprise. And if we had sex and both enjoyed it and had a cuddle and then parted on the same, that was great. See you later. That's good. And then uh, it's always very random. So that's nice. It's not like it's Friday night, so I have to hook with somebody and then it's done. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but oh, I also one. think that I have, okay. I have only one rule for one night stands. It's got to be someone you've never seen before and will never see again. Once I follow that, it's all good. I would they, love, they seem pretty uniform. I, I would <laughs> love to hear the flip side of, of Australian men, right? Yeah, I don't have that. Story. Yeah, no, the, but you know, uh, uh, I do wonder though because it's interesting because almost all these articles came from the perspective from the perspective of cisgendered women. Right. I wonder how that's different for cisgendered men and also for um, you know non-binary folks, LGBTQ, for LGBTQ folks. Right. Like, uh, I, I'd say that's probably necessarily different. Definitely I, different. I would think so, but I want but there has to be overlap. Oh, there's always overlap. Right, there has to be tons of beings, okay, right, right. No matter humans what, humans. humans are humans. Like we all want connection. People love people, so why yeah. should it be different if your sister LGBT? Yeah, that's not a song. LGBT. So, <laughs> it will be. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's what so, I do. So I don't know. Um, now like, from from okay, so I've always uh, I, I, uh, in case you can't tell by my voice, I'm a cis man. You couldn't tell that I was cis by my voice, but uh, I am a cisgendered man, heterosexual. And I've always had the assumption, I'll call it assumption versus the belief, that women have it easier in that one night stand Uh. aspect because so many guys, at least guys that I know, Mm also want that mm-hmm. and all they're looking for is the yes so if a woman gives them the yes 
like I, I, I've been so society has trained me to assume, not believe, I don't really quite believe it, but assume yeah. that most guys, especially in the club situation and dating situation, are only looking for one night stands. Yeah, you know, I don't. It's, it's easier is a relative term, right? Because right. like, is there probably more uh, options and opportunities? Yes. The challenge, and I don't know, this is speaking as a person that has been in the American dating scene. Right. It's like, I don't know, maybe this dude will kill me. So, right. The, 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 the threat of death there's is, two, is... Yeah, there's just so much is, violence. There's a layer on it, right. That, you know, the, that whole idea that it's just easier. I mean, it's it's different, right? But right. like, you're also probably not thinking that, you know, this person that says yes to me might also really, really want to harm me. Right. So right. there's, there's a, a vetting process that I think has to take place. Right. Yeah, it's vastly different for men and women, and and it's it's while while it may be easier for a woman to get tail, more opportunity. More while while it may be more opportunity, there's more opportunity for a woman to get tail. Mm -hmm. It's also more dangerous. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the that's the leveler right there. Right. Yeah, that's 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 what makes it different. Because it's not easy for a a guy, but that's because men are dangerous. Have you ever been on Tinder? Uh, I've never been on any dating app. Oh, really? oh, that's not true. I formed a profile on Plenty of Fish. Mm-hmm. I did Plenty of I'm Fish. I'm showing my age now by saying Plenty of Fish, but yes. It's still around, right? I, I don't know. I think I, I think it's, I, I hear people call, talk about POF. Am I, I would assume as, uh, listeners let us know. Plenty of Fish is still around. We yeah. are, we, we're pretty sure it's still there. But is it prevalent, right? You know? You know, I did all of them. I did Plenty of Fish. I did Match.com. I did OkCupid. I thought about trying to do, what was it, eHarmony? Uh, I did not do eHarmony. I, I didn't know any of the ones that had to pay. Um, I, I thought tried, that was stupid. Uh, did I try Bumble? I think early days of Bumble. Um, I think by Bumble, I gave, I'd given up. Yeah, you know, you know what I really hated about those dating apps, honestly, was the series of questions. I just mm-hmm. thought that like the more questions you answered, like the better the matches were. Right. And no, it was just a series of questions. Yeah. It was just more and more questions. I think there was one. It was probably okay, Cupid, actually, or right. no, probably plenty of fish, actually. Well, I'd answer something like seventy-five or eighty questions. I was like, what the hell? And then then they would match me with somebody that was like, so absolutely not at all anything close to anybody I was looking to date. It was like, this is ridiculous. And I never saw myself as somebody who, for generalization of this term, Mm -hmm. would swipe right on, right? And swipe right is when you accept. Yeah, swipe right is Mm -hmm. swipe swipe left is Mm -hmm. they left, right? I always view the no matter what image I put up, no matter what I wrote, yeah. right? And I'm a poet; I can write write very eloquently, yeah, or whatever. But I never felt that I would be some that somebody would swipe, or more accurate mm-hmm. is that somebody that I would want mm-hmm. to be in, in, uh, involved with would be the type of person to swipe right on. Yeah, I think my standards of what I was looking for. Mm-hmm were different than the standards of what was looking for me. I always believed that I had a knack for desiring the unattainable Mm -hmm. for me, Mm -hmm. for me. What I found attractive Mm -hmm. uh, did not find me attractive, Mm -hmm. right? Like I look on racial scales. I used to say I was too, I was not black enough for black girls Mm -hmm. and I was too black for white girls. Mm -hmm. um, And I didn't speak enough Spanish. for, to, to la- for any of the Latin American for any Asian girls, any Asian <laughs> girls. and, and uh, yeah, and and right, um, 
Yeah, you know, I I don't know that I didn't think I was attractive enough to find matches. I figured I was, I, I've always thought of myself as, you know, not to be like conceited, but I've always thought of myself as a fairly attractive fine, person. I'm pretty fine. My wife is fine. I'm pretty fine. But um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I never, yeah, I never had that like issue of like, I don't feel pretty or I don't feel attractive enough or I don't think anybody would be interested in me. I always, one, I find, uh, I find it, hard for me to find people that I am actually attracted to. Mm-hmm. I think that I look at people and I can say things like, oh, that person's conventionally beautiful or that person is like, you know, I can see in the wider world that they're an attractive person. Um, but I don't know what the weird combination is, especially looking back over my dating history, what the weird combination is that makes me go like, oh yeah, that person. Like it actually, it seems like it just takes a lot for me to actually be attracted to a particular person. I would love to see a Venn diagram of all the people you dated. Mm-hmm. And I'm in there as well. Yeah, right. Obviously. And what, if any, the overlap is between us all. Well, I can I can already tell you. Yeah. Uh, one overlap is humor. Okay. Like, I like people that are fun, that are funny. I like people that are kind of out there in front socially. Um because it's not really my vibe, right. uh, but it's a vibe that I admire. Like when people can be kind of like out front and kind of like in social community and like engaged in social community in that kind of way, I find that super attractive. Um, physically, I mean, there's just like a huge wide range. I've dated like everybody, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> like I'm the pan of all the pans, right? right. So, um, yeah. I, so it's it's. Uh, it's hard for me to figure out what shifts that from like a casual interest to like a serious interest. Okay. Right. So, um, yeah. So I feel like I always look at people like with almost like an objective remove, like, Oh, okay. That person's attractive from over there. (laughs) You know? And I don't know what makes them like, Oh, this person's attractive. Like sitting right next to me. Oh, I don't, I don't don't know what that thing is. I got you. Yeah. I've, so it's funny, my friend uh, Scott, shout out to Scott Heffler, um, we were friends for a while and he said he likened, he's in the military, so this, I'm sure this is why he gave this analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, we're, we're both on the same side, mm-hmm. we're both in the same unit, but he's a sniper mm-hmm. and I'm a machine gunner Okay. In, in terms of relationships, seeking oh, relationships. Okay, got it. He said he would be patient. He'd find one person he really liked. The whole violence thing. And, right. right. <laughs> it is. I, I've been trying to find another analogy to, to, that fits, but fortunately this one really fits really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that he would find one person he really, really liked mm-hmm. and would dissect and figure out and how to get to that person mm-hmm. and get that person. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm a social butterfly. I'm out there and I'm open and I'm just... I'm aiming at targets. Anybody, 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 anybody. And it it fits like I was, you know, I was, you know, the people say, yeah, you you know, you got a breath, (laughs) you got a breath and boobs. Wow. You know. That's flattering. I feel very flattered right now. when I was younger, right? That, and when I was breathing, ladies and gentlemen. And you have breasts. I mean, don't don't discount the the boobs. I blinked and I moved. (laughs) (laughs) And bounced. No. Um, Wow. Wow. uh, Keep digging. 
<laughs> look, look, I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm improv. I, I'm full commitment. Um, no, but like when I that when I was dirt dating and trying to dirt actually, dating, <laughs> you were dirt dating. Was, no, yes, no. When I was uh, trying to date, mm-hmm. actively trying to date, yes, there were. I was attracted to several. A lot of people, mm-hmm. several people at the same time, mm-hmm. simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of it was, I would, but I would get a lot of rejection. Okay. So I, I know that when I get a lot of rejection, so I said, well, let me start to hedge my bets, as it were. Doing the after thing, right? Just keep auditioning. Do, do keep auditioning. Sure. Go, go, right, like uh, uh, an actor will go to one audition and hope that that's a job they got to so get. So maybe the next. The next one is struggling actor versus thespian. They, yeah, I'm looking for that one perfect that role one perfect role versus like I'm just I'm hitting up I'm, auditions. I'm hitting, until I'm I hitting the streets, break. right? I'm hitting the streets. <laughs> I, gotta, I like that better. I like that analogy better than yeah. Than, let's let's than, do that. Than, uh, the military, because I'm a big fan of guns and all that kind of bullshit. Um, yeah, that's that's a great great analogy. Yes, uh, young actor. I'm, I'm audition, audition, audition. Even if I go to this audition, the next thing I'm doing later is, is an audition. Yeah. Whereas I have been in the field and on stage. Yeah. I've been on stage. I want that role. I'm only going to audition for that role. That's the role that I want. Yeah. Um, so that was my dating history when I was younger. Yeah. You want to hear some dating stories from our friend Bree? Yes. Yeah. From Bree, sent us some uh, dating stories. Shout and- out to Bree Reed. Appreciate you. And I just want to point out, this is these are not Bree's stories specifically. Bree uh, did a little bit of investigative reporting for us throughout Thank the Thank you very much. Yep. Appreciate you. And so Reach these out to her are friends. anonymous folks, but we wanted to hear stories of hookups, booty calls, all that good stuff. And so, if you have a hookup st- or, or a story or a booty call story, we'd love to hear those as well. Uh, you can shoot us an email at rainbowdreamcatchertlp at gmail.com. Uh, and we'd love to hear those stories as well. We'll read those stories on air and react to them. So what's the first one? Uh, so let's do hookup first. So this one know. is labeled hookup. There are several stories. It says, this one says, I went for a drink with a guy for a first date. He told me and showed me all the photos of his dog and asked me if I wanted to meet the dog at his flat. Smooth. And I went and the dog loved me. And we ended up moving things to the bedroom after two hours. I checked my phone for uh, the time. And found 10 missed calls from my mom, Ooh. three missed calls from my dad, four voice messages from them both. One explaining that my dad had gone out searching for me. Oh. Several texts informing me they were going to call the police because I hadn't answered my phone. And when I answered the phone at approximately midnight, I was shouted at. And when I got home at about 1 a.m., my mother came downstairs from her bedroom to argue with me. And the arguing continued the day after. And the constant comments went on for a week. Well, that didn't sound great. I mean, the hookup sounded the, fine. Yeah, like, I, 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 and that, that took a turn. That sounds more like a family issue. I don't yeah, know. That, that, that feels like a family issue that, as that's opposed a, to a hookup issue. That starts to beg certain questions that aren't answered, like, how old were you? Yeah, that's uh, um, what's going on. You with know that? what? What's that family dynamic? Well, what, had what, to, going on had to be at least. Well, I don't know. What's well, the UK? So at least eighteen, right? No. How old do you have to be to drink in the UK? Oh, I, to drink. I think eighteen, because well, we went out for drinks. So I'm going to guess 18. Oh, maybe 18. Maybe okay. 18. That's at least fair. 18. Yeah. That's at least 18. All right. That makes sense to be able to drink and and uh, still be living with your parents. So now this Social. is from the same person. And this is a friends with benefits story. Okay. 
And that same person said, uh, I was friends with benefits with two guys who were also best friends and neither knew I was sleeping with the other. Ooh, that's a whole team. That- <laughs> until I accidentally slipped up by calling one of them by the other <laughs> So that, that I'm sure worked out well. These are, these are labeled. They're labeled. And the first sentence mm-hmm. fits the label. Yep. And then it takes a turn. It takes a whole different turn. It takes a whole different isn't that, turn. Isn't that like? Isn't that, isn't, that just isn't, like, that, isn't that crazy? Wow. So you want to hear some more of these? Uh, let's see. Let's see where these go because this is the first time I'm really reading them. You want to see it? Let's well, see how these on, go. But I want to. I don't want to move ahead. I want to talk about that one real quick, right? So friends with benefits. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Two guys who are also best friends. Here's the deal, yes. right? If they don't know about it, mm-hmm. and you, that means you're not you're not talking to your friend. Right. Well, they're just she's just not sharing everything with her friend, but they can still be friends without talking about the other people that they're hooking up with. Yeah, I think I think that. I mean, different rules, different disclosures. I guess, yeah, but I think I think the friend part of that is is I start having. I mean, it didn't turn out friendly. No, it didn't. (laughs) Didn't start out that way either. Like we didn't address you dating. You're having sex with two roommates, two, two buddies, two, two best buddies. friends, best without friends. them knowing it. Without them knowing it. That, that makes me wonder why, why are y'all friends? Why, why, yeah, why come they weren't talking about it? Are y'all real friends? That's the real question. Right. <laughs> right. right. Y'all best friends? Uh, how come y'all not talking about it? Oh, Our relationship is clear. Like, yeah. What's going on with you two? Right. That part. So, so man, I love that each of these stories offers another question. Offers more questions. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a couple more. Let's look at this. Let's choose a different one. I went for drinks with a guy who looked nothing like his hinge picks. He was very large, 30-year-old man when he met me. His picks were a skinny 18 to 25-year-old man. Ooh. So I called him a catfish. Well, damn. And told him he needed to update his picks. When he told me he didn't have any up-to-date picks of himself, we had a photo shoot on the date for him and updated his profile. Then he proceeded to ask me if he could kiss me at the end of the night, and I said no, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> It's the obviously for me. It's the, it's the, it's the oh, we're going we to fix this so you can stop lying to people you stop right lying now. To people, but you don't already lie to me. So. But you already lied to me, so no, you can't put your mouth on my mouth. No, take your mouth someplace else. Right. Uh, here's one. Here's a hookup story. And that will do yeah, dude, lying. Yeah, I, I ain't yeah, got you know, no current thing. pictures that's of me. That's a, that's not true. Well, number one, everybody got a, everybody got a camera phone. Yeah, somebody everybody got a phone. You got pictures of you. You got pictures of you. You could take pictures of you. Yeah. You just didn't have any that you liked. Yeah. You just never had somebody sit down and make sure you did it. You probably went back afterwards and deleted them. Yeah. You never know. You right. never know. Uh, here's a hookup story. I right. went to this guy's house for him to cook me dinner. He cooked me a lovely meal and we ended up in his bed afterwards. Oh, that sounds great. That, I love Feed the, me. I love the way that starts. Feed me. We do this thing. He didn't tell me that his bed was missing some wooden slats. <clears throat> it was being propped up by boxes instead. The boxes moved underneath us, and I felt straight between the wooden slats in his bed getting stuck. The only way out for him was for him to lift the bed up so I could move a box to get out. Wow. So he had to lift the bed over her. Yes. Because she was stuck in a box. She was stuck in a box. <laughs> I mean. I mean. I mean, you got to understand the structure of your bed if you're going to plan to... Well, use at it. least reinforce it, guy. Right, yeah. right, okay, right. Or you know, if you know your bed ain't sturdy, use a couch. You, yeah, you know, else. like different positions, folks. Kitchen sink. You know, I mean, make make it work. Make it work. You make made dinner. Work. You know, 
Here's a first date story. First date story. This guy would only ask questions regarding my quote unquote favorite things and then interrupt my answer to ask me for my top three instead. <clears throat> this went on for approximately seven questions. <laughs> <laughs> about random things like animals, brands of clothing, shoes, etc. Ended up having a drinking competition with the guy. Safe to say I won and then didn't speak to him ever again. Did it hook up? It just says first date. Oh, first date. It's a first it date. It just thing. says first okay. date. All right, it's not a, not a, not a. Here, here's another first date one. Went for dinner and drinks with the guy who spoke about his ex and also compared me to his ex. Oh, Ooh, that's uh, that's a no no. That's a no no. They broke up two years prior to our date, and he'd been on many dates since then. And had learned he had not, not to I do guess, it. Well, I mean, I'm sure he went on many dates because didn't nobody go out with him again. Right. He had a lot of first dates. Yeah, a lot of first dates, I suppose. Wow, that's pretty terrible. All right. Well, it sounds like dating sucks, guys. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> now, where do you land on the uh, not not which one did you did you like it when you were young or whatever? But mm-hmm. uh, um, of those, which one sounds the most appealing? Of the of those stories? Of, no, of the four things we're discussing today. Okay, you got to be more definitive. Of, of those things. Of, of those what things. Was the things? <laughs> of. Um, yeah. Fuck buddies, friends with benefits. Oh, I gotta have a one preference. Stand. I'm like, you don't have to. I think I told you earlier. I, I didn't really. None of them really appeal. That's what I said. Not not that. Not then. Yes. I'm asking as you have evolved and and grown and and oh, do well, this I mean, relationships yeah. and stuff like. Yeah. No. I mean, if that were the case, if we're talking about like where I'm at right now, then certainly friends with benefits. Would and be and the, do we recommend like if people. How to navigate? How do you navigate? What's the best way to navigate those now, type of relationships? That's interesting because I think that we navigated our friends with benefits relationship really well, and I think the way that we navigated that and the reason it was so successful—not that you know staying together is necessarily the measure of success—but I mean, it was a good relationship. Right. It was a good relationship while we were in the relationship, and it was a good relationship uh, that evolved from that, right? right? And I think the main thing was that we had clear communication. And we had really clear boundaries. Like there wasn't any kind of guesswork about what this relationship is. Is it or is it not heading in any particular direction? Right. We never had those kind of conversations. You know, we you know we didn't try to make it uh, more than what it was. We didn't try to dismiss uh, the importance of what it was. Uh, I think it just. I think we were just very upfront and honest. And because we were upfront and honest, neither one of us had any kind of hidden agenda. Right. Um, and when things changed, we communicated to each other. Right. And I think that was true throughout the relationship. I mean, like, uh, I think there was a time period where I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> I, I gotta go to work and stuff. So you, you can't come over so much. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. But like, just, yeah, just having that kind of communication as opposed to being like, oh, didn't this dude get up tired? <laughs> I was oh, over in my face. <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I think I think we navigated that pretty well. Uh, probably now is a good time to do our question. Yeah, let's get into the question. And you can choose. We've got a few um, to choose from, so second. pick whichever one you think fits. All right. Um, Thanks, guys, for sending in questions. We really appreciate you sending those in. If you have any questions as a result of this podcast, please go ahead and 
put them in the comments or go on ahead and send it to us, send it to us directly at rainbow dreamcatcher tlp at gmail.com it's one way to do it you can hit us up on instagram you can hit us up on tiktok all, yeah, all, th- all the socials i think uh this one cuts close because it doesn't take the personal mm-hmm. aspect towards what kind of we're just talking about mm-hmm. uh this question comes from our friend jana yeah uh out in uh malaga well, yeah. she's, she's in Seville, but in malaga whatever um she writes um how do you shift away Mm-hmm. From desperately wanting a relationship mm. when nothing seems to work out, <sighs> right? So let's say you—I mean, yeah, the way I, I interpret that, right? You—you you have had these yeah. friends with benefits or mm-hmm. fuck buddy situation, but you really want a long-term relationship. Yeah. And how do you shift away from desperately wanting that, or do you? Yeah, you know the way I would think about that. Number one, I totally get that. I remember. Uh, being at a phase in my dating life where I really, really wanted to have that kind of someone special and I didn't have that someone special. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it felt really like difficult and lonely. I I almost, I'm not saying this is true for everybody, but for me, I would look at like happy couples in like Hiss. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm like, look at that love over there. This is nice now to be the couple that other people hiss at. I guess. I don't know. You know? We'll take your hisses. We love it. Yeah, but no. So I, I totally get wanting, uh, really wanting something that's not materializing um, and kind of despairing as to whether it is ever going to materialize for me. Did you make a shift away from those feelings or did that relationship find you? Uh, you know, I think I think it's both, right? I think the first thing that's really important is that it's okay to want those things. Um, it's okay to, you know, want human connection. It's okay to want to be in a relationship. There's actually really nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh, I think what needs to happen though, is that you have to make sure that you're super, super kind to yourself. Right. Right. And that, you know, I think for me, it was very easy for me to fall into this idea, like what's wrong with me or why doesn't anybody like me or, you know, that kind of thing. And what I realized was that I was just being super, super unkind to myself. right? Right. And so... I would turn that critical eye and instead of turning the critical eye to like the folks that were out there, which by the way, there weren't just weren't a lot of great people. I, I wasn't meeting a lot of great people. Right. right. So it wasn't like there were all these wonderful people that I was meeting. And then like, there's just this wealth of, you know, eligible, you know, folks. <laughs> the, and I, was just was an episode of the bachelor. No. There's a guy like, walking up with a single rose, but like, never. Yeah, no, no. I realized that a lot of the folks I was meeting, I wasn't connecting with people because they weren't the right person for me anyway. And I I had to be really careful to make sure I kept that critical eye outwards as opposed to turning it inwards and being like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not attractive enough? Am I not smart? Am I not fun enough? Right. Right? Like what's wrong that other people don't... It's not anything wrong with you, uh, but it is important to know that like we're two human beings or three human beings or however many human beings you want to be in a relationship, bouncing around the world on different paths with different experiences coming together at different points in time. Uh, And so it's kind of hard in that kind of bouncy ball house of relationships to find someone that really matches my rhythm. Right. Uh, So I have to be patient, but more importantly, I have to be really, really super kind because being unkind to me doesn't help that situation at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I fully understand because I was single for a long time. How long is it long? Well. Um, I ain't never really been single. 
Not, but I was single. <laughs> it's um, really bad. I've always been. That's weird. I've always been dating somebody. So in high yeah. school, mm-hmm. um, I never dated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get my first quote unquote girlfriend mm-hmm. until a girl named Nina mm-hmm. uh, when I was twenty. Okay. Um, and but it was long distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in California. I was in Southern California in Fontana, and she was up in Central California, in Fresno. I was gonna say Canada. No. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Canada. You know, yeah, my girlfriend Nina in Canada. in Canada. No, she was in Fresno. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met because of mutual friends. We talked on the phone, whatever. Um, we hooked up like once or twice. Um, but then after her, nothing for seven years. You dated me for seven years. Se- seven years, and then not even like hookups or anything. No, no, no hookups or anything. Hmm. Not, not even close. Not, I tried, not for lack of effort. Yeah. Um. But uh, then there were a few hookups here and there, mm-hmm. nothing that blossomed into a relationship until I met uh, my next girlfriend mm-hmm. was uh, Jen. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jen. Um, and I, by then, I was that was in the early nineties. I was working at McKinley's Children's Center, and we were mm-hmm. coworkers. Yeah. And then after, and but no relationship lasted over a year. Okay. Even, um, I think she lasted about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what what ended that relationship? She moved to Pennsylvania. Oh, well, that was she good. moved back to her. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had different, and we knew we, we knew yeah, <laughs> we, we knew that it, the breakup was going to happen eventually. Yeah. We just, I'm, I'm again. I've always mostly always been social limelight type of mm-hmm. person, and she was very much wanted to be on a home on a farm, mm-hmm. surrounded by animals. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm so, so animals don't clap, ladies. And gentlemen. <laughs> no, look at you wear while they're chewing shit. And um, yeah, and then it dated a few here and there, but nothing again, nothing long or long term, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I um, just about, you know, uh, I had gone the route of like I said, you know what? I'm just gonna accept my fate in life. Uh, what if if it happens? Great. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm gonna stop stressing over it because mm-hmm. I used to really stress over. It. And I did, I did the whole "What is wrong with me?" What's mm-hmm. what, what the 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 common denominator of all these breakups is me. So what's wrong with me? What do I got to fix? What do I need to change? Mm-hmm. And I went, you know what? No, I, but I had enough people, friends, and again, listen mm-hmm. to your tribe, right? A lot of people, no, you're great. You're you're good. You'll find the right person. You just got to stop. But whatever. And I said, you know, let me. I'm gonna stop. I'm just going to go and mm-hmm. let things progress as they progress, mm-hmm. not try to force anything, uh, not try to, um, you know, uh, date every single person I see. Um, just let things progress as they progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the way, the way I, I dealt with that and figured that out was I said, I'm just going to let life be life, Yeah, you know. And, and take what comes yeah, and, and be okay with that. And I think the advice is right. You know, you, you don't know when these people will either be in your life or reveal themselves uh, from your life. Uh, and you can't know. Right. right. And I think that's the hard part is that we, we always want to know what the future is going to hold. If we, if we, if you'd have told us no. when we first met each other, if we, if somebody else was at that birthday party, and said, and, and look back, did this, like, look back at you, look, look at me, look back, said, you know, you guys are going to get together. You're going to be married. You're going to travel the world together. Yeah, we, we, 
laughed in their face. You might have punched them in the throat. I would have not one that. I would not even laugh. I would have scoffed. Push all. Push. Stupid human. You are dumb. You're absolutely dumb. And honestly, it's it, that actual thing happened when we were friends with benefits. Yeah. People were were long term shipping us. And I was very much like, News. no, no, this this is going to, I was positive this was going to end. It's going to end at some point. Positive yeah. this was going to end. I was like, nope, she's going to, she's going to find a school mm-hmm. that she wants to go to and it's yep. not going to be here. It's going to be I was trying away. to go to school at the time we were uh, dating. I was just starting my therapy school journey, education right? journey. And you hated Vegas. I hated Vegas. And I love Vegas. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was, that's that's gonna be that, and I'm like, that's gonna be it. Yeah, that's what's gonna break this apart. That was one I was reluctant to enter into a relationship, mm-hmm. um, which I think may have helped actually because I didn't try to rush things. Or, yeah, well, neither one of us were really. I, I had just gotten divorced, so I was not trying to rush into any kind right. of relationship with anybody, you or anybody else. And right. I, I was pretty determined I was not going to be in any relationship. Like, right. And, and I was all, you know, I'm pretty. She, I, 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 and I completely understood that. Oh yeah, but I'm gonna know she's that's where she her space is, and 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 I'm not even gonna push it. I'm not gonna pursue it because I'm kind of happy with the way things were. And it's funny that's how our relationship progressed. Yeah, I'm kind of happy with the way things are. Yeah, are we shifting here? I guess we've shifted. Yeah, I'm kind of happy with the way this is going. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. So I hope that answers the question then, which is you know allow life to find you, and while it is finding you, try to be super kind. Be, be kind to yourself. To you, and let other people be kind to you. Other, let your friends gas you up yeah. and tell you like all the good things about you. One, they're telling you the truth. Yeah, they really are. Uh, and two, you know, sometimes life takes its time, and uh, good because yeah. you want to find quality. Yeah, and you don't want, and you don't want to end up in what you assume is a great situation with the wrong person. Cause then that's not a great situation. Yeah. That part. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, I fully believe the right, the right person who gets you and you get, will will find you and you, and you work and you'll work towards it. It'll be a work, a work in progress. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, thank you very much again, Jana, for the question. Yeah, we appreciate, appreciate that. It. Uh, again, as, as Nella said, if you want to send in questions, uh, hit us up on Instagram or, or X or thread or, TikTok or Gmail. Uh, Rainbow Dreamcatcher, the love podcast, uh, Rainbow Dreamcatcher TLP. Uh, Search for those and you'll find us there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we do thank you all for tuning in and enjoying us. Uh, If you're uh, interested in relationship coaching of any type, you can hit me up on my website. That's thepolyplace.com. T-H-E-P-O-L-Y place.com. I've got a lot of uh, great material there. You can uh, listen in. You can also check me out on YouTube on Colorful Connections, which is my YouTube channel. And uh, hope to see you guys soon. Thank y'all very much. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.